is, oh my God, Wizard of Oz meets the Jetsons meets the Matrix uh, meets opera. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the QT Cast, the queer and trans podcast for the Queer and Trans Research Lab at the Bonham Center for Sexual Diversity Studies. In this special behind-the-scenes episode, you'll hear from Taya Kasahara and their amazing team of artists as they workshop the fantastical operatic journey that is Little Miss Gender. Little Miss Gender is a opera theater hybrid piece where this person who feels like they don't belong goes on a journey to this magical place called Fachland, Fachland to try to figure out who they are, mm. you know, and they're a singer and it's a place where um, they think they'll be able to belong. I've decided to go to Falkland to get fucked. That's your plan? Okay, 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 okay. Let me explain. Good luck with that. Falkland is the place where singers from all parts of the universe go to voice in the most glorious works of art called operas. Early in June 2022, Little Miss Gender underwent a first phase development workshop on the script, music, and design elements. At the end of this two-week workshop period, Little Miss Gender showcased a live, invite-only performance at the Tank House Theatre. In this episode, you'll also hear small clips from that initial live showcase, as well as some BTS material from rehearsal. I visited the Team One production day, five days out from this first live show, and chatted about Little Miss Gender and its inception. I spoke with creator-performer Taya Kasahara, director Sadie Epstein-Fine, performer Lee Stone, stage manager Raphael Limdont, sound designer Steph Raposo, and animator and illustrator Maddie Garces. The pianist for the show is Trevor Chartrand, whose beautiful music you'll hear in the clips of Little Miss Gender, and shout out as well to lighting designer Emerson Kafarkowski. As always, you can check out our episode notes for more information. Stay tuned and get swept away by Little Miss Gender. No, like this. Hi, my name is Taya Kasahara. My pronouns are they and them, and I'm the creator of Little Miss Gender, and I'm also performing in it. Eee, that's so exciting. Five days out, right? Yep, here well, we go. How are you feeling? Excited, you know? Like, this workshop process has been about experimentation, mm. play, trying things out, getting messy, making mistakes, yeah. because there is where the magic kind of lies, where we can find ideas and build off of each other's um, imagination, totally. you know? Women, 
enjoying the process and looking forward to it not being a finished product. Mm -hmm. It's going to be furthest from that and just excited to share what we've explored so far. It is legend that the Ur of all Urs, the Urist, was the originator. Der Ursprung, die Mutter aller Fächer, the mother of all voices, the one who gave birth to song. This is the legend of the maker. The maker possessed the burden of singing for everyone, at anyone's beck and call. For the fish in the sea, the fowl in the skies, the tiny ones with many legs, pincers and antennae, found in holes and under rocks, and for the four-legged furry ones who walked the earth. They sang and sang and sang, always answering the calls responding with a glorious, melodious voice that erupted from their lungs. Every day and every night, the creatures would call. How was the writing process for you? Like, what inspired this story? It's definitely inspired by the German Fach system, which is the voice categorization system that is used um, predominantly in the opera industry still mm -hmm. to this day in terms of how we train singers in institutions, conservatories, universities, um, how we cast singers in opera houses um, across the world, mm -hmm. not just in Europe. Um, people are very familiar with voice types and composers have written for these voice types and they've turned into a categorization system that also attributes gender to said voice type. Right. And so that's heavily prescribed, but it's not uh, explicit. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. have to learn that. You have to embody that, and kind of um, go. That it's part of your training. It's part of the learning of one of participating in this opera industry. It's such an interesting analogy as well, just for like the internalization and socialization and gender in general. So it's going to be really cool to see you explore that. Thank you. For people that don't know much about opera, will they need to do some research beforehand? Will it give people enough context? Like, what are you expecting for that? In the long term, like when this show will be uh, fully on its legs, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't want people to have to do um, research on their own. Mm -hmm. we, we will be giving a bit of backstory of these characters, of cool. where they're coming from and what they're encountering in the workshop that you're going to see very soon. But um, no, in the long term, I, it'll, it, it can speak to you know people who know opera really well, but also people who just enjoy theater right. or any person, you know, who's experienced otherness and, yeah. you know. Totally. Yeah. Um, is it fair to say that this, the action within this work, is it subversive? Like if, if someone spent their like life being classically trained, would this be a subversive piece of work for them? Oh, completely. Cool. We are turning opera on its head. We are knocking it off its pe pedestal like time and time and time over. Um, I love that. <laughs> so not taking ourselves seriously. Um, I think we have to in yeah. order to in order to critique the opera industry and really challenge what this voice categorization system is doing to young singers and doing to people and keeping them in boxes. Mm -hmm. So we're totally busting out all of these boxes. Oh, I love that so much. Throughout your past year at the Queer Trans Research Lab, how has, how has being a part of it uh, helped to inspire this project? Or like, what has that relationship been like for you? Uh, it's been amazing. Like, I think just being surrounded by um, scholars and activists and community members who are excited 
about queer and trans stories and uplifting those stories and exploring what people are doing within community mm. um, and what those experiences have been, like not just locally, but on an international level, yeah. um, has been really humbling and eye-opening for me to let that kind of slowly seep into my psyche and to inspire this work as well. Cool. Um, I've enjoyed so much working with Maddie Garces, um, research assistant for this project, and just having someone to reflect back like what I've been going through in my process, my mm -hmm. writing process basically, and conceiving of this magical world of Fachland. It is really so magical. It's so fun to get to be a part of this. So last question, five days out, what are you still, what, what still needs to be finalized? Um, everything. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you did say it would never be finished, so finalized maybe is not the right word, yeah. but like what's, what's left, I but guess. But as, uh, for Saturday, we're, you know, we're going to be experimenting more with sound design cool. and also the, uh, the operatic singing that will be happening, um, live with a pianist and kind of fine tuning where are those shifts from the spoken word into the singing mm. and back and forth between scenes. Cause we have a lot of kind of snappy um, transitions, but then also sometimes some very subtle, more abstract kind of ethereal moments in the play where sound and lighting will help to um, support, support those dramatic uh, moments in the play. Awesome, your website, where can people find you? Yes, teakasahara.com. Awesome, I'll plug that in the episode notes. Thank you so much, Taya. Thank you. Okay, my name is Sadie. Epstein Fine, and my pronouns are they and them. And I am directing this workshop production of Little Miss Gender. That's so exciting. How did you become the director? Taya asked me, nice. and I said yes. Have you worked with Taya before? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, our relationship has like re has grown uh, like very organically. I was brought in as a like assistant mm -hmm. director for. Um, for their play, The Queen and Me, mm -hmm. um, which just, yeah, premiered at the Canadian Opera Company. And, How did that go? Uh, when I was brought in. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Well, that's it, right? Like, it's like Andrea, who's the director of that project, asked me to, to work on it. And Taya and I knew each other very, like, loosely, but mm -hmm. we, um, we didn't really know each other. And we just sort of got thrust together. And um, we just really liked each other. And... Um, be, kind of became friends after that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think we both now just ask each other to work on each other's projects. Like oh, Taya's so cool. composing um, my, my show about queer ballet dancers. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yes, yes. Um, and, and, then, and then, you know, I'm directing uh, Little Miss Gender. And so I think, I think um, yeah, it just feels like a really organic, like, um, relationship. Mm-hmm. But also based on like you know we we get each other in in yeah. a lot of ways totally. and and what our experiences are and we both grew up in um, classical art forms mm -hmm. and so understand what it means to like love a form mm -hmm. and also feel uh, repressed by it yeah like there's no space for you almost eh exactly yeah exactly well the work that you're both doing is so important creating these spaces oh, even just being in this room with all these queer transgender non-conforming people i'm like oh i feel safe i know <laughs> Can let my hair I know. down it, oh my yes right <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how it feels and, and um i mean actually tay and i uh were a part of so um we're a part of like trans 
incubator space mm. um, through Nightwood Theater a few weeks ago. And we both sort of noted how that was the first trans um, only space we had ever been in. Wow. Um, and then now to be in this room again, like, and that was like a room based on transness, but this is like, what I love about this room is that it's, we're actually working on a project. Right. We're not just here to talk about our trans identities. We're actually here to make art. Uh, Yes. And like that comes first. Yes. I love that. But the fact that we're all trans makes the work easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And like showing up authentically is easier. Exactly. 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 What about this project are you particularly excited for or challenged by or both? Oh gosh, um, I'm excited and challenged by so many of the things, so many of the same things. <laughs> um, How queer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I'm excited. Oh, I mean, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It is really it's funny. It's so funny, and I basically exclusively do comedy. Like, oh, cool. I, for me, that's really important. Cool, cool, cool. Well, and I always say I'm, I'm right for this project, not just because I'm trans non-binary, but because I know comedy. Right. And because I work on comedy, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, I think so often, we're, like, those of us who possess identities that aren't, you know, uh, cis, straight, white, you know, um, I think so often we're called into rooms because of our identities, but not because of our skill sets. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so I, I have been trying to say, like, I'm right for this project because of my skill set. Yeah. Because I am a technical... Not master, because I don't believe in mastery, yes. but, like, I am technically skilled at this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that comes first. That's important. Yes. Like, yeah, and, and that, for me, has been really important on this on this project. Um, and so I love that it's funny, but also this world is wild. It's wackadoo, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And Like the world you're creating. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, the world that ta- is in Taya's head. Maybe too harsh. <laughs> Mischievous. If only you paid closer attention. Misgender? Nailed it. Miss... Something is missing. So go and find it. So, I've decided to go to Falkland to get fucked. That's your plan? Okay, 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 okay. Let me explain. Good luck with that. It's fantastical, and it's like both so magical and so... Challenging so cool. to create sense to to find sense in the non in the n- nonsense. Yeah, right. Yeah, and humor there and and have your meaning come across. Like, totally, yeah. Be- because all, all, also, I mean, as you like, I think I think as as people are discovering, right, is like when you actually hear the play out loud, like it's funny. But I think um, if you first read the play on the page, you see how serious it is, right, right? and that it's based in something that is so real and so felt, and yep. so it's like. Also, finding that through line, mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. through the nonsense and through the comedy, comes this like actual like person who is, um, like d- deeply traumatized by the world that they live in. Right, absolutely, and not to like generalize, but so many queer and trans people I find, at least that I know of personally, like you have to take the shitty things and make it funny as yes. a coping mechanism, right? Yes. Like it's just such a yes. big part of yes. so many queer and trans people's yes. identities. 
It must be awesome to get to work on that. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that's sort of all I do. <laughs> that's like, I would say that that is my, like, it's my MO. That's amazing. Is like making humor out of the trauma of trans it's people's so important. Lives. What else are you supposed to do? Just sit there and cry? Like sometimes. I mean, yeah. Not always. Well, this is a cry positive space, as you that. know. I love that. A little tear for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've already had tears in this room and that's been important. That's beautiful. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, and I and I and I revel in that, but I also yes, I am a big believer in the like you can cry or you can laugh. Yep. And I, I always choose to laugh, yep. but I understand that that's not you know like both are important. Absolutely, both are. Important. Sometimes I do both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. You know. Yeah. My name is Lee Stone. My pronouns are they them, and I am a performer, one of two in this show. Amazing. And Lee, uh, how has it been so far for you? Like, what's this experience been like? Uh, well, it's been really great. I'm coming back to acting after a three-year hiatus, um, mostly because Taya asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, but genuinely, I mean, we've been looking for an opportunity to work together for a while, and so this was a really um, great opportunity to do that. Um, I primarily am a director first. Oh, cool. Um, so I also have um, my own theater company that centers trans and non-binary experiences. And so this is really great for me to, you know, be in a space like this. Um, and I just always believe that we are stronger together, Absolutely. first and foremost. What yeah. is your theater company called? My theater company is Dead Name Theater. Wow. And uh, our debut show will be next June, which is really exciting. That's so exciting. Um, it was meant to be this June, which would have been much too much. So <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> very happy to be present in this space. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, learning from fellow creatives and, and collaborators and um, yeah, working really hard to be present with this process because it's a short one. Yeah, absolutely. I really want to keep our listeners posted for your show next June. Oh, thank um, you. I would love to, to <laughs> touch base again. And just one last question for you. What drew you to this project? And um, what kind of made you come out of your hiatus for this? Um, honestly, it's a devotion and dedication to Taya's work. Um, I think they are brilliant. I think they're paving the way for a lot of us. Um, and you know, any contribution I can make to, to their success again, is a success for all of us, mm -hmm. um, besides being one of my dear friends, <laughs> you know. Course, um, yeah. And, I mean, genuinely, I, I was reflecting the other day uh, when we checked out, I was feeling very raw and very vulnerable, mm -hmm. and I was reflecting on how it is the first space as an actor that I've been in that is trans, non-binary centered. Wow. Uh, like, in, almost entirely. Yeah. And how that has allowed me as an actor to explore new levels of ridiculousness that I didn't even know that I had. Um, because I feel safe. I feel safe to fall hard, mm. and I trust that I will be caught and held and then pushed up again to try again. Um, and it's, I, I, I don't know, part of me doesn't want the rehearsal process to end. Like, I know at some point there will be an audience in here, but mm -hmm. I've found such joy in the play. Um, it's, it's 
been so special, and I, I'm really grateful to be part of it. That's so beautiful to hear. Thank you. I was also biting my tongue, trying to make a fuck up, like, <laughs> the whole time. Like, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm excited for everyone to check this out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lee. Yeah, well, thank you. Hi, I'm Steph Raposo. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am the sound designer for this workshop. Amazing. What does that entail, being the sound designer? Uh, well, for this one, it's actually quite fun in in a lot of other projects it's just kind of creating soundscape and sound effects and that kind of stuff but um for this project Taya was very interested in playing with what a voice sounds like mm. and how a voice can sound different um when it comes to transness and gender looking at what a person what society sees a person looking like and then what they assume they sound like right. and so there was um really really high interest in in playing with that and shifting with that mm. so it's actually a little bit on top of soundscape and sound effects it's also voice modulation cool. and, and stuff like that so you've you've been in charge of um actually altering the voices with your yeah this is actually only my second day in on rehearsal so it's been uh, a quick jump into it but yeah we were playing a little bit with voice modulation uh, yesterday, and I think today, we're going to be playing with the pianist, Trevor, and playing with um, uh, combining voice modulation with also synthesizing piano. Wow, that's like so classical fascinating. music and operatic music. Oh my gosh, are you excited? I'm really, really very excited. It's not like anything I've ever done before, and it's kind of right up the alley of what I imagine to be the most interesting kind of sound design mm -hmm. opportunities. Um, this might be a strange question, and if you can't answer it, that's okay. But <laughs> if you had to summarize, like, the soundscape um, ah. yeah, in, in, like, a one or two word theme, um, what does this opera sound like? Wow, that is a good question. I want to say... Okay, admittedly, we've been trying to... Um, when we're speaking about what a scene sounds like or what the world sounds like, we've been trying to pick out pop culture references that we all understand so that we have a better idea of it. Cool. And so I'm going to just give you a list of pop culture references that we have That's listed. That's perfect. That's perfect. It is, oh my God, Wizard of Oz meets the Jetsons meets the Matrix uh, meets opera. That is both totally unexpected and makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Oh, and that's so it, uh, I mean, fingers crossed it actually comes through as that. Um, but also, if it comes through as something different, that's also really exciting. So, oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a wonderful you. answer. I'm Maddie or Mads, and I use she and they pronouns interchangeably. Um, I was kind of assigned to Taya and, and this work through the Queer Trans Research Lab. Mm. Um, and I'm doing a mix of, you know, being a research assistant and general support person, but also illustration and animation. That's so cool. What's, uh, what's your experience been like on this project so far? Very cool. It is, it's, uh, I think when I joined the, uh, QTRL, mm. 
I wasn't exactly sure specifically what I would be doing with someone. Um, it was such a such a lucky break to be paired with the artist in residence. Um, I really love storytelling and getting to weave together queer identity and like helping someone create something so beautiful and personal and raw. Like, mm-hmm. what a treat. Yeah, right? Like, well, how much better can it get than <laughs> exactly. that? Exactly. Uh, in terms of illustration, can you let our listeners know, like, what can they expect to see from you? Um, is it, like, illustrations in the play or is it the advertising material or? Um, I did a little bit of the advertisement material, uh, but it will be in the play. Uh, the opera is inspired by a little bit by the Little Miss and Mr. Men series by Roger Hargreaves. Mm. And Taya really wanted to kind of incorporate this level of like children's story and animation and illustration and playfulness into the opera. So I'm doing a bit of animation mm. and illustrating things like posters and billboards and stuff like that. And you are you are one of our um, undergraduate research assistants at the lab, right? Yes. That is just the work that you're doing in your undergrad is so fantastic. <laughs> it was really cool to be given so much um, kind of power and agency and independence to really just explore something with with a team and with with a person who has such a vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Even just being here for the table read, the vision is just so palpable throughout it. Yeah. Um, as we get down to the to the wire here, what are some things that you are uh, excited for on opening night? Um, well, I've been part of the like script reading and writing since kind of the start mm-hmm. of it. Um, and so watching it evolve in writing and then being here with a whole team of people who are starting to put it into action and you start seeing the the transformation of words to, to you know, people to in real life and then getting to see that final product after so much time and effort and love and care is... That's what I'm so excited for. Oh, I can't wait. Well, thank you so much, Matt. It was so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. My name is Raphael Lim Daunt. My pronouns are he or they. And my role in this production is the stage manager. Excellent. How's that going so far? Uh, it's amazing. What a great opportunity to work on such a cool and new project with, mm-hmm. like, incredible team members, very talented. So it's like, I'm very like awestruck every day I come into rehearsal. What's something that stuck out specifically about this show for you? I mean, I think just the the concept of examining, navigating gender and opera, opera such like a traditional kind of institution. Mm -hmm. But then when you bring in someone who's non-binary and can hold so many multiple uh, abilities and talents, and also just like how to kind of modernize opera in that kind of perspective. As someone who doesn't know very much about opera, like watching Taya go through it is um, very educational and makes me love opera for like what it can really do even more. That's so cool. And it's exciting to to see a show that's going to make people laugh, that's going to hopefully challenge some people, and also people can learn from it. Like, that's such an Mm -hmm. important mix. Yes. So five days away, as you prepare for it, uh, what are some of, like, the final challenges that you're uh, coming up against? Um, The final challenges will be, since we've only had, uh, it's a two-week workshop, 
uh, we'll be blocking and getting those cues down as tight as we can, but I think it's a pretty generous space in terms of not putting so much like strict concepts that we need for the performance, right. but um, just getting everything in time to show people the best possible version of this show. Amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much, Raphael. Wonderful. This has been a QTRL production.